Hello and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Pop. This will be the only time you hear me uh, this episode because I am just doing the opening and introducing our promo for this week. We're actually playing a game called Bathtub Brisket. Yes, you heard right. No, I didn't stutter. And three, I have had my coffee, so that's not a slip. It's actually being run by our beloved friend, Arcel, who you know as Obsidian from Adventures with Attitude and Polly from Breaking Point. This is his first time. He's a little nervous, but I think he did a good job. You listeners will find out if that's true in about an hour. But first, let's do our promo. Today, it's Pip's Spicy Battle Royale. Please enjoy. Welcome to Pip Fizzlebing's Spicy Battle Royale! Ten combatants enter, one will leave, but the real winner will be the Trevor Project, as all donations support their efforts to protect LGBTQ youth. Now let's get to our combatants! He's half-orc, half-bucket, and he's ready to make you kick yours! It's the Moon Druid! Grub Thor! He's half divine and half arcane, and that is no clerical error. It's the great Pangolia! He's a mountain dwarf who's ready to rock. This life cleric is gonna end yours. It's Sindri! Dragonborn of light and ready for a fight. This cleric believes in fire and brimstone. It's Jaxi! Does anyone smell lasagna? You're not ready for what this Echo Knight is cooking. Half orc and half cat. It's Jonathan R. Boca! Ready to help those in need no matter the cost. This paladin barbarian multi-class will kill. For charity, of course. The High Elf Purveyor of Doom, Kiva! The Kalistar of the show, and ready for a rage in the cage. It's Rosemary! The Typhling with the heart of an angel, a cleric specializing in digging your grave. It's Valix! This Typhling's cookies are so magically good, they're practically sinful. A sorcerer backed by her warlock's patron, it's Mabel! He'll disarm with charm. His fans adore this Bartolore. It's Ozon the Magnificent! Pip's Spicy Podcast Battle Royale can be found on October 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. We will be including links to this special event in the show notes. And now, on to the show. everybody and welcome to another one-page RPG hosted by Dungeons and Pop. I am Arcel and I will be the uh, game master, I guess. Eh? Brisket master. It's brisket master. Brisket master. The... Okay, I'll be the I'll be the brisket master of today's game, which is bathtub brisket. Our four guests have been invited to a special annual dinner at the oh-so-special Chez Brisket, or at least the home of the owner of Chez Brisket, Jan and Troy. Okay, I should state this is a slight variation of the original actual one-page RPG, but all the mechanics are the exact same. I'm just flavoring it slightly different. So you've all been invited to this special annual dinner because you're all new to the area, and you'll get to meet Jan, Troy, and some of the other local faces, we'll say. So let's get to introductions. 
introduce yourself, and then tell us about your character. Alrighty. Well, since we decided I will be the first one, my name is Brian, and my character is Bill Cakes, and he's a lawyer who's going to be a politician soon. Ooh, running for office. He really does want to get on Jan and Troy's good side, then. <laughs> They're kind of local celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- then Bill's going to love this even more. Oh. Uh... When, when it's time, I, you will know when I'm in character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, hi, guys. It's Sean. You don't know me from such podcasts as Dungeons and Pop, Sewers and Shrunkens, and such streams as Fantasy Banjo's uh, 24 hour stream about, dang, it was like three years ago, and one of our guests own special screen where I played a lewd granny. <laughs> <laughs> who decided to put pepsi in the punch bowl if i remember correctly it's i don't remember uh i am playing buddy lump it's simple country pet detective who's come to the city to look for work welcome to the dinner uh all right uh nikki i'm nikki from beholder to no one and i'm on too many shows and do too many things i'm playing the lady aka Andrew Gafalotra. Try saying that three times fast because I won't be able to. <laughs> and I am a time traveler. Ooh. That's going to make some things interesting. Just somehow got invited to this dinner being a time traveler. I am a <laughs> local neighbor who just is very rich. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. I'm wondering how many times the lady has been to this dinner party event. Forty-three. <laughs> I keep trying to make sure that brisk gets safe, and I keep failing. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, and finally, Derek. Yes, hi, I am Derek. I uh, currently am not on any podcast other than the occasional guest spot here and there. Uh, but I am a, like I said, occasional podcaster and voice actor, and I am playing as Trevor Brightly. He is a stage magician that is currently on tour and just happened to stop into town to go to this lovely dinner before his next show. Oh, I'm, I'm Jan probably saw your show and thought you would be fantastic to have at the dinner. All right. Well, you're invited in to the home of Jan and Troy, a lovely, surprisingly large house in the suburbs. Like, whew. if any of you were a real estate person, you'd be like, ooh, damn. <laughs> Just such an excellent location. Now, now, I gotta tell you, Jan and Troy, uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with this, uh, with, uh, with this, with this building now. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, where are we gonna be having dinner at now? Could you, could you kindly tell me where we're going? Well, Troy is very happy to see you. <laughs> oh, Mr. Cakes, welcome! Oh, we've been expecting you. Such an honor to have you here. Isn't that right, Ted? Yeah. Hi. Now you understand. Right, I'm not. I'm not going to be great with her voice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now you understand, dear. Honor is all mine. You'll be helping me on my campaign trail. I do hope now. Oh, of course, of course. We'd love to help you out. Hey, and if you ever need someone crunching numbers for you, you know I am an accountant in my spare time. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's fantastic. Now, you always knew I'm better with the ladies, not the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I think Buddy Lumpkin is just looking at this gentleman and just squinting a little, squinting his eyes just a little bit and wondering if this may be another mystery for another time and maybe this is a certain missing ex president <laughs> in hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord of course as you come in you're also greeted oh mr lumpkin i'm glad you can make it after you help found um, my wife's precious last cockatoo we just had to have you here oh well, well thank you sir i i appreciate the invite and um I was a pleasure to find your lost cockatoo. It was a interesting case, and it'll definitely de- better than dealing with all those cow cakes out in the country. Oh, I can imagine so. Little landmines, I've heard. Oh, you wouldn't even believe it. Oh. 
one of the missing cows literally turned out wasn't so much missing. It was a case of insurance fraud because a certain farmer with way too much free time and too many matches threw it in the wrong pile. Fascinating! Well, come on in. <laughs> yeah, he actually did pause for a few seconds and just stare at you while you said that. <laughs> Like, is this a joke? Yes? No? Just a $10,000 smile on his face the entire time. An extremely fake smile, but always a big smile. <laughs> Buddy's eyes just look on with the 2,000-yard stare, and you even <laughs> see a slight shiver in his back from when he found the body. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> All right, then. Uh... It just leaves two more guests to come in. If you want to interact with them, or should we just get started? I will waltz in like I own the place. And then look around and look. What year What year is this again? Oh. Sorry, short-term memory loss. Oh, you're so funny, you lady. Oh, isn't that right, dear? Welcome! She like looks at the pres. She looks at the person, and she's like, <laughs> "It's nice to meet you. I am the lady. You may call me the lady. My name is too long for any of you to understand, and it's. I'm glad to be here. I'm definitely excited for the brisket. Yes, heard great things about it. Oh, yes, this is my specialty. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she makes an excellent brisket. Come on in. All right, then uh, Trevor is going to walk up and with a firm handshake, greet uh, Trevor and Jan. Troy. Troy and Jan. Troy, I'm sorry. Oh, unless you're unless he's greeting himself. <laughs> I mean, he might. Isn't he Trevor? Yes. Trevor, look at this wonderful... <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's great to meet you, Trevor. <laughs> You've outdone yourself. Oh, Troy, how's it going? Oh, you're the magician, aren't you? Isn't this the one you told me about, Jan? Oh, she, he was so great on a stage. With, oh, he made a person disappear. It was fantastic. Oh, ho, ho, ho. we've all done that, Jan. Oh, yes. And, of course, I brought a nice gift for you. And with a flourish of his hands, he produces a wine. Oh, this is fantastic. Is it a good vintage, at least? I'm kidding. I'm sure it's fantastic. Thanks. Come on in. And you all are all led into the house, currently in the main hall, entry, entry hall. Has a staircase up one side to the second floor. Nice wide area, door on either side and one straight out further back. And you can see kind of the dining room down that straightaway, like straight back from the door. And you see a handful of other people just milling about, chatting amongst themselves. Come, um, please have a drink of, uh... Let's see, what is what are the starter drinks? There's actually a second page to this two-page RPG, but it's just optional tables. Oh, that's actually very perfect. We are going to start entering Act 1, which we've... This is a bit Act 1, actually, apparently, since it's introduced to players already. You're all offered a drink. It is a glass of rose wine, which is, if you actually pay attention, it's just a mixture of a red and white wine. Like... That wasn't even just a, a rose wine bottle there. It's just, you see a red wine bottle and a white wine bottle in there, both sitting next to a bunch of wine cups that are all the same color, so. Don't think that's how that works, the lady says to herself. It's not supposed to, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all given a wine. Welcome to the home of Jan and Troy. Welcome, everybody. I'm sure this is going to be a great night. Jan is just going to go put the finishing touches on our bathtub brisket. You know it also. You all know it so much and love it. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. The other people just are like clapping. Yeah. It's... All right. You've now been introduced and the bathtub brisket. I'm now purposefully not clapping. <laughs> Instead, she shudders a little bit. <laughs> I, I I think as, as Buddy's swirling the wine in his glass, he kind of he kind of moseys over to the the lady. And goes, oh, you know what? And I thought I left the country, and yet here I am. <laughs> no, they just put money on it and call it fancy instead of country. <laughs> I mean, that works for all of my state performances. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Bill has a very confused look on his face for two reasons. First is he goes, oh, I'm pretty confused now. When do I get in the bathtub with brisket? <laughs> you do not do that. 
You do not. Nope. 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 Don't go into the bathroom. Trevor's furiously taking notes now. And also, uh, my, and also my good man, Troy, uh, I do believe I have a second hand, so I'm gonna need another second glass of wine now. Oh, of course. And I'm sorry, you shouldn't get in the bathtub with this brisket. Maybe next time, though. Oh, depending on how the things go. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, you know what kind of party I'm looking for. I am very confused. I say to anybody else. (laughs) Oh, I see you ain't from my side of the country then, because when we call a bathtub brisket, we call that a fun night. Oh, it's a fantastic night. Especially if it's Jan's bathtub brisket you're having. Oh, Is this an innuendo that I am missing out on? Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks away and chugs wine. Buddy is immediately suspicious and is like, looks down at the wine and then he's sniffing the wine to make sure there's nothing else in there that he might as his d- detective, you want to start you... that. I mean, do you want that to be the, your start, your first role? Because we are yeah. at the point where you can start investigations. Yeah, oh. I, th- I think Buddy is. As a quick note, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One second. As a very quick note, in this first act, even if you do not roll well, you do cannot get a failure in this first act. All right. So your first role in its investigation. So. Mr. Bunny Lumpkin, roll me 3d6. 3d6, alright. <laughs> What's your highest number? It's a 3, it's a 3, a 3, and a 2. <laughs> <laughs> the, sm- the wine smells very odd, though you are not sure if there's anything in it. It's it, it, The scent is throwing you off, considering it's literally a mixture of two wines that were never meant to go together. So, it might have something in it? You don't know. Thankfully, this does not count as a point of failure, so you do not lose any stat points. Just a quick explanation further on. Uh, there, there is going to be three acts. I should have said this earlier. In each of the three acts, you're going to do... Everyone's going to do investigations. How many investigations you get, we will... We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and then, starting act two, whenever you fail you lose a stat point. If you get to zero stat points and then have another failure, then a catastrophe happens, which I get to decide what that is. We'll see. Until the end of the first act, though, you can't fail. You can't get up and lose any points. So just minor things. Sorry about that, Nikki, or the lady. No, you're fine. I was just going to say to... I don't know your names. Uh, the, the vet. <laughs> buddy. That's Buddy. Buddy. So we got Bill, Trevor, Buddy, and you. Yeah, I'm trying real hard to remember that. When she's going to look at Buddy, like, don't worry, the wine's fine. I've had plenty. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, but it's fine. It's fine. It tastes disgusting. There's much better vintage, but it's fine. I think he raises an eye because he's already kind of weirded out at the beginning. And he just slowly nods and starts drinking the wine. Because I feel like he was paying attention enough. He'd be questioning the I have had plenty of this because he's <laughs> she's only been here for 10 minutes <laughs> alright uh, if you need a quick guide I'm putting it in the recording studio for the names if you just want a quick look for the names okay just so, just so you have a quick reference always good to have one of those alright so investigations are on how do you want to proceed in this house there is Six other people here besides you and Troy and Jan, just filling about, doing random things at the moment. You're free to investigate as you like. All right, so I think Trevor is going to uh, go over to Jan and just say, uh, basically, the idea behind the bathtub brisket is kind of weirding him out. So he's going to fake that he needs to use the restroom so he can try to see it. Uh, Jan, uh, Sorry, I know I just got here, but I really, really need to use the restroom Aww. just to freshen up. You know those those giant bottomless water glass tricks? Oh, yes. It really goes through you. Oh, wow. Is that where it all goes? Wow. Well, that's where it starts, and, you know, oh. I have to take care of it after the fact. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can use the... Go ahead and roll uh, Hootspot. All right. Uh, that is a zero. 
So... So you roll 2d6 and you take the lower number. You cannot fail this, though, so... Ah, uh, that is a three. Oh, you can use the one right over there! And she points down, down uh, the left hall, which is just... You, you can tell from here it's a little water closet one. There is no bathtub in that one. This house has multiple bathrooms. I figured as much. Uh, he's gonna go ahead and excuse himself either way. It'd be weird if he just stood around after this. Yes, oh, that's not the bathroom I wanted to use. I wanted to use the other bathroom. <laughs> Any more room? You know what I mean? I have a goal to use every restroom you have in this code. Uh, hey, it's a thing. I, I gotta check every restroom before I leave a review. Hey, if you got a six, she would have shown you to the master bathroom because she's so proud of it. Ah, gotcha. It's alright, alright. And you just... Some people keep uh, walking around. You see there's a little snack tray out, like, for appetizers. And they're, like, covered in uh, little chicken nuggets, which is a little odd. But, eh. Even has a, even has a barbecue food dipping sauce. But they're very clearly, like, chicken nuggets from, like, McDonald's or the frozen ones in the from the grocery store. I was imagining, like, homemade duck brand chicken nuggets that are just like breaded <laughs> in the finest panko <laughs> and gold from oh, yeah. but in McDonald's boxes to make it look like they understand what it's like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what let's go with that because I actually really like that idea <laughs> so yeah you got those you can stack on and like I said there's multiple people going about a couple different people if you want any deeper explanation I can give them I think that the lady's going to purposely, having lived through this or not lived through this <laughs> multiple times, she's going to find one particular situation that happened previously and check that spot. There was something about um, bathroom cleaner. Oh, bathroom cleaner. Of course. Uh... She she just needs to make sure that all the chemicals are in the closet, but she's not going to tell anybody why she's looking. She's just going to, like, open a door, and if anybody looks at her, she'll, like, try to lie her way out of it. All right, that would be a gumption roll. So a single d6, because you have one stat point. Don't fail me now, Dad. You failed me 52 times. A6. Hey! Oh, you're able to get around, and having done this before, you time it perfectly where... There, the police officer among the crowd actually spills their glass on the ground, and as everyone looks over there to this accident, because they they, they ran into the farmer, or uh, Mr. Ward, mm-hmm. you're able to quickly check, and you see the bathroom cleaners are where they're supposed to be, caps on, and just, it's all non-toxic, it's, it's all good. <sighs> Nothing dangerous there. She'll close the door, she's like, right on time. One okay. success. One down, 42 to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, that's another thing I forgot to say at the top of this. They need a grand total in these three acts of eight successes to know whether the brisket is good or not. So, for a success, nice, seven to go. <laughs> a 42 chances to fail. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's Bill up to? Okay, so... Bill's been completely oblivious to how everyone else is feeling at this party. He does not feel the tension. <laughs> he, feel, he feels great. And he's like, it's time to mingle. It's time to get these campaign points up. <laughs> Who's got a baby? Nope, no one's got a baby. No one's got a baby. <laughs> no photo op. But you know what? I can still work with this. <laughs> Let me see to some of the guests. <laughs> All right, just come up. You see, there's a the officer, of course, that spilled the wine, Officer Hunter. They're still somewhat in uniform, though it's a little looser than normal. Like the top buns unbuttoned, like they're they're relaxing, they're having a good time. The person they spilled on is clearly some kind of farmer. They're just wiping themselves off, and they're kind of um, grump with the officer, but just like not overly so. There also seems to be a lady talking to a man of the clergy of some clergy. It's unclear what. And then there's just another lady by herself looking at some of the plants of the house, just some of the potted plants, and another guy looking at the banister of the stairwell. Okay, surveying all these fine, fine people, Bill takes a look at the clergyman and immediately beelines away from him. (laughs) 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 Like, I want no part of that. No, thank you. <laughs> it starts heading for the lady near the potted plant. You've been here a while, yeah? Everyone's been in this town a little while, at least. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill has been here for a minute. Yeah, so you might recognize her as Emma Sears, the owner of the local flower shop and just all-around nice gardening lady. She has these big, thick glasses on as she's looking at the plants and looks a little annoyed since she's discovered that the one she was examining so closely was indeed plastic. <laughs> so I see the plastic. Plastic plant there even got past your Coke bottle glasses. Oh, <laughs> oh it's such, such, such a shame. Why would you ever use plastic? The real thing's so much nicer. Uh, you know, it's funny for some people with so much money. You think they'd actually have some real, real plants here instead of these plastic ones? Just brings down the whole field of de- decor. Uh, I'm a Hmm. Are you trying to get information out of her, or are you just having conversation? Unbeknownst to him, he's kind of asking questions that will lead to getting some information. All right, then. But in his mind, he's just kind of having a conversation. Let's do a chutzpah roll, then. Ooh, chutzpah. That's 2d6, and we take the higher number. That is a 5. That is a 6, six but at a cost. Uh, so she's standing there and like, oh, oh, didn't you hear? They're actually on a little bit of hard times. They're not as rich as they used to. Hey, Emma! The Troy comes over quickly. How you doing? Come on, I want to show you this this unique plant I have in the backyard. Oh, okay. Bye, 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 Mr. Uh, Mr. Cakes. And Emma Sears is quickly swished away by Mr. Troy. They just realized they don't have a last name, and I really should have given them a last name. <laughs> I swear that boy just campaign lawyered me. <laughs> yeah, so that's a second success. Got a taste of your own medicine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they're on a bit of harder times right now. They're not as rich as they seem to be, and the bathtub chemicals that they do have is safe. It's not stuff that would make even if they did use it. In this, it isn't something that would kill you or make you even sick. That might make it put a weird taste in your mouth, but yeah. They buy the fancy all-natural stuff. It doesn't actually clean much. <laughs> yeah, they bought that expensive cleaning stuff that is all-natural, but does, like, half the work. All right, you know what? I think that's just about enough from the nibbles and drinks section. And Oh, did I do a roll? Hmm? Oh, you didn't go, did you? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you did. My brain is... Oh. <laughs> it, it's all good. This one we already gone through three. Oh, you did, you did, you did one, but it wasn't proper. You were just checking your drink. <laughs> uh, all right, well, yeah. uh, go ahead. But what is Buddy up to? I apologize. Buddy is suspicious as heck for the fact there's a police officer, there's a farmer. This whole thing is just reminding of him of his favorite movie, Hot Ruzz. By <laughs> oh, God damn it. I thought, I thought I was being sneaky there. <laughs> and so I think he's going to just kindly walk over to the farmer and goes, oh, well, hello there, sir. Uh, I was just curious how you met the lovely Troy and Jane. It just, I just noticed there seems to be a cavalcade of... Wait, am I doing the voice right? Oh, uh, uh, hi there. Um, uh, 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 well, my name's Robert Ward. Nice to meet you. That's me, Robert Ward. Wait, I, I, why am I doing Brian's voice? <laughs> it was a southern accent, right? All right. Well, if you're, I mean, since this is very social, I'm gonna have you roll for the quit spot. All right. So just one d six. All right. Dice. That's it. I'm switching dice. What I give you? Two. <laughs> the dice jail. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Well, you see, I know, I know them because they use. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I really, I really should be cleaning this up. He, uh, where's the bathroom? Oh, can't use that one. Better use one of the other ones. He excuses himself before you can get any real information from them. All right. All right. So that was a. And then. Hmm? Go ahead. That was a failure, so I should be taking. Or, no, no, no. We're we're still in Act oh, okay. One. We're still okay, in Act One. Bad. A failure does not have a consequence okay, okay. in Act One. However, you all suddenly hear a gong ring out. Just a light gong noise, like there's a little one on the side. Right? And you see Troy standing by it with a hammer. All right, everybody, it's time for appetizers. If you'll join us in the master dining room. And he goes to lead you down that one main hall. I thought you were going to say the master bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 
too much. He's leaning over to the table for some starters of... <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm using the uh, optional tables again, because they have a list for starters, and I rolled a 6 on a d6. So, as you enter the dining room, you see a full three-course Sunday dining meal adorning the table. And that is starters. No wonder they're broke. Please, come on in. Uh, uh, Pull up a seat. Enjoy some food. If you need anything extra to drink, don't be afraid to ask. We have tap water on tap. I give them a very obviously fake laugh. Because I've heard that joke before. Alright. Just like you've heard that one. (laughs) Buddy just gives a very slow, monotonous clap. Alright, so people are moving on to the dining room. And time for the second round of investigation. Or just doing whatever you want to do. Whenever you're ready. I'm going to check that the haters are all legit. Well, the caterers are Jan and Troy. I'm going to make sure Jan and Troy are legit. What do you mean by legit? <laughs> that they didn't cater this out to somebody else. Oh, you're making sure they actually made all this food. Yeah, I'm looking well, for... the kitchen is just off to the side if you want to go check that out. I honestly completely forgot to bake the meal because... Um, I'm going to make my way to the kitchen and look for boxes of food. (laughs) To go stuff, yeah. To go food and uh, possibly others. That is a gumption roll. That is 1d6. And we can have our first failures thing here. God, Brick, this is where I failed the first time. It's a (laughs) 1. Oh, no. As you go to enter the kitchen, Jan is standing in the doorway as soon as you open it. Oh! Hi! What are you doing? This isn't the dining room. The dining room is over there! I was just done with my glass and wanted to place it in the sink for you. No, 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 no. You just say it wherever you want. I'll take care of that. Oh, okay. And that is going to remove one point from your gumption. Great. My gumption is at zero now. Yep, so you might want to start using your chutzpah or special. Uh, so you, you, you get deflected, you can't enter the kitchen. I'm sorry. Oh no. That's fine. Anybody else have anything they want to do now that the starters have started? Alright, when Miss Mears was escorted away from Bill, this awoke in Bill's lawyer senses, remembering his lessons from a Mr. White. <laughs> to always remember to yell out a objection when you don't agree. No. He goes pursuing Miss Mears. He must cross-examine the witness. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Sears. Oh, Miss Sears, Miss Sears. He must cross-examine Miss Sears. <laughs> Uh, so you go try and get her attention again after Troy tried to drive her off. Are you going to use your special? Yes. <laughs> yes, right. this is the perfect opportunity for him to use his lawyer skills. 2d6, and let's see how you do. Higher number. Wow. What? Green dice, you are my hero today. <laughs> it's this beautiful green dice that's given me another five. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so you're able to catch up with her, and she's like, oh. Oh, I'm sorry about that earlier, Mr. Cakes. Oh, I really changed your voice tonight. (laughs) Don't expect consistency from me. Sorry. (laughs) Instead of his usual happy, happy look, he immediately squints his eyes and goes, Now, Miss Sears, I do believe you're going on about something. I'm going to need you to carry on there. Please, tell me more. Oh, oh, of course. Ah. And she drops to uh, kind of a whisper. Oh, you see... I heard recently they've been having a bit of trouble with Troy's accounting firm going under uh, because it was being investigated for fraud. And Chess Brisket is actually under high scrutiny from the health department here. And uh, uh, oh, 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 Miss Sears, what did we tell you about oh, gossiping? Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Troy. Oh, it's fine. Just 
Come with me, will you? Sorry about that. Uh, I just have to have a little private conversation with her. You understand, Bill, don't you? <laughs> Killer music starts playing. <laughs> G G G G G G. Successes though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, Bill just looks and he just goes, "I believe this is tampering with a witness." <laughs> oh. oh no! It's simply. The, uh, a host dealing with a troublesome guest. This is our home after all, Mr. Cakes. Mr. Sayers, blank, if you are in tr- trouble. She, she's unable to look at you as Troy just starts leading her into a side room, closing the door so you cannot. Oh dear, I think I just let that woman to her doom. That was a success, but at a cost. Oh no. Oh. You killed Miss Sears. Oh. There is now only eight dinner guests at tonight's dinner. <laughs> Wait, uh, no, it's nine. It was ten before, right? Wait, is that right? I... Yeah, it was ten before. So now we're, now we're down to nine guests. I have a feeling that bathtub brisket is code for disposing of the body in an acid in the bathtub. <laughs> it's made of people. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, so Bill's had a try and a success. The lady has had a try and a failure. We got Trevor and we got Buddy. Do you want do one of you two want to get in something? Yeah, I think that Trevor seeing Jan try to usher the lady out of the kitchen is going to sneak his way in. And the way that he's going to do this is by using his special. So are you investigating or are you trying to do something tricky? So he is going to investigate the kitchen. Like, he wants to look in the kitchen, but in order to get there, he wants to use his special skill to sneak in. All right, that's what I was asking. Okay. Yes. I should have asked that earlier for you, lady. I'm sorry I didn't. I just... Sorry. Okay. All right. Roll 3d6 and highest number. Okay, so Trevor spins his cloak around himself and shouts out, Ta-da! As he gets a six. Oh, you just vanish from sight, and everyone's like, what happened? Where'd he go? You bamboozled the entire audience. They have no idea what you just did. And as you disappear from sight, secretly make your way into the kitchen successfully. You're so investigating the kitchen, yes? Yeah, so he's wanting to look around, see if he can find, like, a receipt in the garbage for a brisket, or... Uh, you don't find anything like that. You see all the standard cooking wares and, and some of the bloody stuff you might expect from cleaning and cutting meat. But you don't see the receipt, and you don't see the brisket, because the brisket's supposedly in the bathroom. Yeah, that's fair. It'd be weird to have a bathtub in the kitchen. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It seems like a pretty standard kitchen, though you do notice some of the more fancy containers, and you see in the garbage cheap shit containers. Ah. So they've been taking cheap shit and putting it in the fancy shit containers. You know what I mean? Yeah? Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. Like, they bought store-brand English muffins, and they put them in the super-fancy bakery English muffins case. Really? Yeah. (laughs) They're trying. They're trying to be fancy. (laughs) It's just so much effort. Yeah. (laughs) no payoff. Why? Who is this for? Look how fancy we are, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I'm, I'm calling you now. This is going to turn out to be a cult. <laughs> no, this is how MLMs start, guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bill's just like, I'm keeping this man far away from my campaign trail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Congratulations, you are halfway to winning this game. That is four successes so far. At what cost, though? At what cost? Well, at... Oh, Emma. You'll be missed, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Sears. And now your your plate is no longer clean if they find this on yours. (laughs) 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 Take you down. <laughs> I feel bad I put zero in a special because I, I want to use a special to do a gumption. Oh, the animal husbandry? But you got to take, take the risk. I mean, I, I rolled a zero hood spa. Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 
I know how to care for animals. I was going to trigger the cockatrice to fly off as a distraction because I feel like Buddy's watched the uh, conversation with Bill and he wants to check that side room to make sure there's not a dead body in there. <laughs> oh. Well, if you're going to use your special, you have to roll 2d6 and give me the lower number. So, it's a bigger risk, but you can if you want to. Actually, you know what? I have an idea that I want to throw at you, Arsenal, because I think... What do you got? I'm thinking um, Buddy would actually kind of move over to Bill and say, uh, excuse me, Mr. Bill, but I couldn't help but notice you were uh, looking into this, looking at that lady over there, and uh, I think we could work together on this, if you don't mind. You seem to be a person with a lot of things to say, and we'll pay it. Bill immediately likes to throw this man's jib. <laughs> well, well, he's kind of he's kind of he's kissing your ass, so it makes sense as a politician. Like, <laughs> if his head was a balloon, it would be just swelling with every word. <laughs> uh, I believe you. Is your name uh You said your name was a uh, Mr. Buddy, right? Yeah, yes, sir. All right, now listen, Mr. Buddy. We're going to do this by the books. Just think of me as the assistant district attorney, and you're going to be my lead detective. Now, I need you to detect for me, because I'm a little worried what happens to that little lady in that room over there. I think Buddy is kind of nice. All, all I need is a distraction, sir. If you can maybe give a big fancy toast, I'll see what I can do. Oh, I'll do you one even better, son. Bill, holding a black suitcase this entire time, puts oh, no. it around and opens it to reveal a saxophone. Uh. <laughs> Reaching into his suit, pulls out a pair of black sunglasses, puts them on, It goes, now, let me play everyone a nice little tune. <laughs> and just starts laying out a nice jazzy tune on his saxophone. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm not going to make you roll that. Instead, we're going to have Buddy roll Gumption, because he now has to use that distraction to get to check the thing. And having you do roll twice would be good. That was a good roll. Roll 3d6 and take highest. That's a 6 for my highest number. Oh, very well done. So, as everyone is suddenly enthralled first by a magic show and then a musical performance by an upcoming politician that looks oddly familiar. But not too familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Familiar, but not too familiar. (laughs) From another podcast. <laughs> you're, in, you're, you're able to duck into the next room. Uh, you just saw Troy come out of that room alone. So he instantly got distracted by Bill. He's like, big smiles, like, oh, this is fantastic. As you go through the door, you find stairs leading up, and you follow up into surprisingly the master bathroom. What kind of house is this? I rolled it again. It is a very <laughs> weird house. It is, well, I mean, you gotta get the bathroom biscuit to the uh, dining room as quick as possible. And honestly, I rolled using one of the optional tables to find out what the room was, and it rolled ten! The mat of the bathroom with the brisket! I mean, that's <laughs> fair. This uh, just has backwards. Anyone else scared how this is leading to what the brisket... <laughs> Everything keeps leading people yeah. in brisket, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, as you go up the stairs into the master bathroom, you find Jan standing over a bathtub of bronze. Just this most glorious bronze bathtub that's up on a, a like, several-step little platform. Like, you know, kind of looks like an altar on a temple. Steps made of white marble. Oh, no. Oh, no. And she's looking over the bathtub, and it looks all fine. And... Oh, she, that, the smell coming from it is amazing. But then you also notice Miss Emma Sears just sitting off the side, crying, like just sitting in, a, sitting in on a closed toilet off to the side in this giant marble, like white marble bathroom with bronze fixtures. So it's just the, the most elaborate bathroom you've ever seen that's just sheer white and bronze. It's just really kind of off-putting how stark this place is. 
Guys, I think I know why they're so broke. <laughs> I'm starting to piece it together. <laughs> Another success, though. That's up to five. You're up in the bathroom now, buddy. I'm alone with the killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Miss Sears is there and alive. She's perfectly fine. I'm just off to the side, crying as if she'd been talked to in a harsh manner. I didn't say that Sears was the victim. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> you mean you just described this bathroom as a, basically like an altered? I am. I yeah, don't. I, <laughs> I still think the brisket is people. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the the town's local uh, person slash tourist attraction, the the bronze man who stands in the middle of town, painted in bronze paint, acting like a statue. That's my that's my guess. They're summoning demonic brisket for us. All right, so there's buddy. Let's take a moment. We know what Bill is doing. Uh, what is the lady doing during this time? Warded and her plans to search the kitchen, and then the magician disappearing. She's decided that the kitchen is too risky, so she wants to then go check the punch bowl to see if there's any trace of. Nope. She's gonna track check the gravy. Check the gravy. <laughs> gravy okay. train. All see right. if the gravy is messed with because clear honestly actually you know what i have a better idea i have a better idea because yeah, yeah. i am a time traveler you remember you have time travel yes you have a time machine i'm going to use my time machine and travel forward in time to see if we are going to die but in doing so i alter the timeline <laughs> well no it depends on what you roll. 2d6. You're, you're, you're going to excuse yourself out to the corner and then use your time machine, whatever it is. What is your time machine? Can I use your water closet, please? And then I go into the water closet. Oh, of course. The, yeah, the, the little one. <laughs> and I hid the time machine in the door of the pantry in the water closet. <laughs> oh, my God. We're at a dinner party with John Teeter. <laughs> <laughs> I got a five and a six. Oh, hell yes. Full success. You travel to the future and you check out. And after a quick look around, a quick like Google search search in the future, you find, hey, all of you are still alive and fine. Huh. Weird. In fact, Bill is up for mayor already. He is already on the uh, pamphlet and he has the full backing of the cakes. I mean, not the cakes, sorry. Not the cakes, the, the Smiths, Troy and Jan. I knew that one looked familiar. I knew he was in some type of presidency. And strangely enough, looking around through all this too, you also notice that Jan and Troy are well off again. They have a fancy new car, brand new clothes, fancy watches, like suddenly they have money, so that's a little weird. Something suspicious happens. It's an MLM, I knew it. She goes back in time. Suspicious and altering the timeline in the process, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> And she's gonna go out. She's like, I knew it was an MLM. <laughs> okay. Don't sign up for anything. <laughs> she says to whomever is closest to her. What the mere sense of day? That's six successes. Oh man, you guys are knocking it out of the park. <laughs> so we've now done that again. Let's take a quick look over at Trevor in the kitchen. Oh. You hear someone coming to the door, Trevor. Oh, geez. Uh, I think he's going to find a spot to hide. Maybe under where all of the pots and pans are stored. All right. Because I imagine this large kitchen probably has like an island to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do special again for that. Okay. And that is a six. You hide perfectly fine. You hear Troy come in, come to get something. He's mumbling like, oh, it's going to be such a good dinner. And then we'll have them all happy to help us. Because I'm just sure of it. This is going to work out just fine. Oh, ah, here is that steak knife. Aha! And you hear him leave again. And under his breath, Trevor just goes, ta-da! 
<laughs> that is seven successes. We are entering the home stretch as you hear the gong again saying it's time to gather for dinner. Jan actually turns around and spots you, buddy. It's like, oh, Mr. Buddy! Oh, that's perfect timing! Could you help me carry this down, please? Uh, he, he, yeah, sure. I, 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 I would. Buddy says as he judiciously starts helping with the brisket. She has you hold the tray as she scoops it out of the tub and onto it. And don't worry about Miss Sears, she'll be joining us a little later. She's having to think about the mean things she said about us. It's not nice to tell. And she leads you back downstairs to the main dining hall where Troy is also setting up the sides for the dinner with the brisket. Actually, let's see, are there sides? They're like a big old, big old bowls of mashed potatoes as everyone is called to gather at the table. Even you, Trevor, are able to slip back in without being noticed since Troy is so busy with the mashed potatoes. Yeah, I imagine I just come through the door on the opposite side of the room. <laughs> Alright, and you're all being ushered to the table. We are at brisket time. Woo, one last round of investigation from everybody. Everyone gets one more chance. You are at seven successes, I think. Yep. Let me count that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you, if, if any one of you succeed, you will know for sure what kind of meal this is. I have a rule I want to do that I think fits narratively because of the changing of the timeline. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> what kind of role do you want to do? I want to use my special skill. Okay. Because I think I think uh, I think Buddy just kind of whispers down. All right, Mister Whiskers, I need you to sneak your way under the table and take a better look at that brisket. Because you are a mouth and. You have better sense of smell than I do. Ooh, two d six, and you take the lower number. Ha! What's the lower number? Four. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm tempted not, but I'm not gonna be mean. We're gonna count it as the success. Uh, your little mouse friend is able to make it over there and start sniffing it. Seems to have an odd look about it before it gets smashed by a shoe. Oh, I can't be that a mouse of all things! Troy is aghast. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'll clean this up immediately. Buddy goes pale. He, he, Mr. Whiskers has been his trusted partner for years and out in the country, and he just sent him to his death. Ugh, but he was acting weird about the brisket. Something's off about the brisket. Troy cleans up the thing. Technically, you guys have already won, but I kind of just want to keep going a little bit long. <laughs> so, so last round of investigation. Buddy's done his. Let's see if we can figure out the full story here. When I was future Googling... <laughs> Alright. Did it say what transpired to make them wealthy again? 2d6. Let's see if you found that information. A four and a six. That's a success... You found that they had inherited the wealth of a man named Benjamin Greaves, who was actually the head of the accounting firm that Troy worked for. With missing under mysterious circumstances, assumed dead. And the thing is, no body was ever found. Is mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm gonna go to Bill <laughs> and, and side just actually put it with the magician. Hi, you don't know me, but I've seen your shows. They are wonderful. Oh, thank you. So I may have overheard a rumor, and I need you maybe to potentially do a little bit of magic mumbo. I don't know how it works, but can you tell me if you could find any hints of a person in this house that's not supposed to be here? (laughs) Or clothing, or, you know, suspicious things. I think that they killed somebody. I'm whispering. (laughs) (laughs) What's Trevor gonna do? (laughs) I I suspect... (laughs) Trevor just nods solemnly. Is it a crazy old lady or... (laughs) And 
comes up with a brilliant idea based on the suggestion of using the magical mumbo jumbo <laughs> that he's very proud about. <laughs> it served him very well so far. It, it really has. You haven't failed asked, a roll yet. Uh, uh, Troy, do you mind coming over here for one more trick before we eat? Oh, uh, of course. You, we love magic, don't we, Jen? Oh, yes, it's fantastic. All right, Ed, so he will go over to Troy and stand him in front of the group and roll his sleeves up and show everybody, see, there's nothing under my sleeves. However, however, what do you have there in your hand if you'll just, you know, keep it nice and tight and closed? All right. And then once he does, he starts pulling a bunch of handkerchiefs out of it. Ah! <laughs> and with a six, I think he ends up pulling out, like, a shirt tied to it. You rolled a six? Yep. Oh, you don't get a shirt, okay. but you do get an odd handkerchief that has blood on it. Where did that come from? I think. And Troy is just extremely flustered. Oh my goodness. I think you know where it came from. Ta-da. <laughs> everyone will hear a, sl- a fist slam on the table and just a loud objection. Gasp. Bill stands up, putting his hands on his suit jacket. Now, I may not be some big city lawyer. <laughs> but I believe I have something to say here. Hell yes! <laughs> Using his lawyer skill, it's time to deliver the closing argument. I believe I have enough to put a close to this case right now. I do believe our uh, esteemed host here have gotten their hands a little bloody. The evidence is here. I mean, just look at the way they behave in front of us. And now our good magician friend here has made a bloody towel up here. Now, Mr. Troy, usually my gracious host will tell me what exactly kind of meat I'm eating. If you are going to be that gracious of host, why not tell me what is this meat? I mean, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's pork. It's, 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 it's pork. It's, and he is just... I, oh, wait, did you roll yet? Not yet. I'm going to roll right now. 2d6. I do have a response from B- Buddy. Uh, All right, wait a second. On, Let, Let him roll first. That would be a four. Uh, and, he, and, he just, he, and then and he, he says it's pork, and then he pulls the steak knife. It's like, you shut up. You shut up. You don't know what it's like. So you are now being threatened by a more unhinged Troy with a steak knife. That looks very sharp. I think Buddy is going to use his gumption because before he was a pet detective, he was an actual detective until some business. Yay. I feel like he's going to run forward and just like try to punch him and he's young. My part knew that me was wrong and you killed him. <laughs> okay. And I think he's actually picking up his chair. And just He's going to crack it against the back of like a good old fashioned Marcus swing. <laughs> Roll gumption, please roll well. 3D, 3d6. Oh, no, no, no. What'd you get? Three. One, three, and a three. Three. Oh, no. Ah, uh, so, like, he's able to avoid being hit with a chair, but it could be worse. You did force in the barrel. No. No, this can't be. Baby, we need to get out of here. Oh, Lord, come on and help us. And Jan and Troy start trying to get the hell out of there. Can, can I, um, <laughs> did everybody get a turn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Can, can I again. go rush to the to the water closet again and jump into my time machine to yes. jump behind the door and stop? <laughs> yes. Roll your special. Six. As they go to run out the back door, you're already there, which is weird because you were just on the other side of the table. How'd you do that? Oh. You killed your partner, and you're not gonna get away with it. Oh, no. No. He screwed us! He took all our money! And Troy is suddenly tackled by Officer Brooke Hunter, who was listening to all this. Baby, no! The the wife tries to get away, but she is literally frail and cannot do anything to get past the lady. Congratulations! Not only did you figure out that the brisket was not safe, you discovered that the brisket was, in fact, Benjamin, and this dinner was a twofold trick. One, to dispose of the body by having you eat it, and two, basically turn you all into cannibals, essentially, and blackmail you that way to get more money. Congratulations. They would have gotten away with it, too, if they didn't have a stupid party. 
<laughs> they, they haven't killed the mouse. You know what? Just for giggles, I would like to believe that while everyone else is like so distracted by them, Bill goes to the table and's like slices off a little piece and just. Mmm, <laughs> that's some good Benjamin. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I have concerns now. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was bathtub brisket. What did you think? That was actually really fun. Oh my god! <laughs> it it went the way I was not expecting. <laughs> really, I kind of expected that. All I didn't expect kidding. cannibalism. I expected some suspicious shit, like poison. <laughs> like, well, poison you only give you the antidote if you pay us money. <laughs> like right near the end, I was like, wait a minute, are they seriously going to have us eat human meat and then? blackmail us over this. <laughs> yeah, yep, this is the way it's going. Fun. And I, I think this proves, Arsel, that you are a great DM. And we're happy we're happy to see more from you, since this is Arsel's first time yeah. DMing for the, officially for a podcast. Yeah, I, I DMed a little bit in the past, but this first recorded official DMing. Yeah. Alright, oh, the quick wrap-up. Does anyone wish to What's the word? Pitch anything? Not pitch. Uh, the, where, where, where they talk about what their other projects and where you can find them. What? Tell us where you're from. <laughs> yeah. Talk about their social medias, other things you're involved in, or things to push. Yeah. Sure. Who would like to go first? I'll. Um, you would. Okay. Oh, oh you'll find. Yes. Maybe. Um, hi, I'm Nikki uh, from Beholder to No One, a TTRPG podcast. We have three shows, a discussion episode that I talk with other people in the community, a one-shot episode where we do similar one-shots like this uh, that are non-D&D usually, and a actual play that is focused in the morning lands, Cowboy Bebop inspired. I also have a future show that is for Vampire the Masquerade that will be on Dice Before Dawn and a Savage Worlds campaign that is sci-fi based that will be on Sound Control RPG. You can find my finished show, Uncaged Anthology. The last episode aired on the 6th of October. Um, and that is a game I DM. Uncaged Anthology is fantastic. You can find soon um, the four-part series Fate's Grip on my show that I DM'd over on 2000 Tales and on Friday evenings you can find me on 2000 Tales for a Monster of the Week campaign usually. So that's all my things I think. Alright, sounds entertaining. Anyone else? Well, I guess I'll go second. Hello everyone out there, my name is Brian. I go by the name Nerdicephalopod out in other realms. Love the tentacles. <laughs> now, I actually like to run a... I run two different games on Sunday. Right now I'm in my Delta Green storyline that I do a custom SCP storyline for. We just finished the Clef Kondraki incident, if you know your SCP lore. And now I am making them have to deal with the SCP cult that is basically the Fae from D&D. And then I also run a balls-to-the-wall anime-inspired zombie RPG as well. Oh, very fun. And then I'm also, I am also am part of a podcast group that's called Infinite Nerd Theorem. Just like those thousand monkeys typing on a thousand typewriters, we may one day write Shakespeare, but we're going to get a lot of smut first. <laughs> and that's it for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Derek, where can they find you? All right. Uh, you pretty much can't, really. I've been taking a break from social media lately. <laughs> uh, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at SometimesGeek. Uh, like I said, I've been taking a break. I post a reply here and there. Uh, I'm kind of kicking around a couple other projects right now. But in the meantime, go ahead and just find the episodes of Dungeons & Pop that I've guested on. They are worth it. Oh, they're all fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then, Sean, go ahead and plug us. Well, you can find me on the podcast you just listened to, Dungeons & Pop, a tabletop variety show that combines pop culture and other things. We're starting to branch out from D&D and Monster of the Week more with these one-shots, which will be a continuing feature. If you're interested in being on a podcast, you do not need to be a podcaster. You can join our social Discord server that's listed at the Dungeons Pop 
Twitter account, and we were going to be adding some more games soon. And I can also be found at Sewers and Shrunkins, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles D and D podcast that we're working on getting some getting the episodes together. It's just everyone's kind of busy, but we're hoping to have a season two, which is where I join in with my secret character that not even the other players still yet know. We also did a bit for Parallel to Anywhere, a crossover project by B of World of Wildevere, where such a good podcast. It is a good podcast. He's a, he, and he's a fun player to have. And I, I, I've been on that there sh- on that as well, um, where I played a skeleton who invented barbecue sauce. You're the one to blame for the brisket. We figured it out. Finally. Good thing for chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's definitely worth it to check out. In fact, Derek is one of our, our special guests for our, our section of it, where he brought back Albert the Barbarian yes. from the Gesselheim one shots. Yeah, mine is good to go, it looks like. That's good. Bring big up everything. We all ready? 